0: Welcome, everyone, to the Journey to Developer podcast. Today, I'm with who I consider a friend of mine. We have the lovely woman of God, best-selling author, educator, and global speaker, Delisha E. Welcome to the podcast, Delisha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. I just
1: love your title, too, by the way. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off the...
0: Thank you.
1: To develop her.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I felt like God wanted me to name it "Journey to Develop Her." I went on a journey yeah. over the last couple of years as a real estate investor, as just a woman, as a mother, mm-hmm. and I'm still here. I didn't give up that during happened. the pain, my pain, in my process, right? And that's why I wanted to bring you on here because your book. Soon, first of all, as soon as I heard that you had a book called Purpose okay. in the Process <laughs> Journey to Destiny. Yes. When I read the title on Instagram, it just resonated with me and I said, you know what, let me order your book. Let me show support. We had the opportunity of meeting through another podcaster or podcast host mm-hmm. through Instagram and I felt like it was literally divine alignment, right. and I think you've you felt the same way. And yeah. so t- tell us about who Delicia is.
1: Well, thank you again for inviting me on here. Basically, um, as you said, besides all of those wonderful accomplishments, I am just a child of God. I'm a woman of God. That's what I um, am most proud about. I've had the pleasure to be an educator nationally and internationally. I've taught here in the States as well as in Venezuela. And so, um, just using my gifts to help other people, not only discover their purpose, but to walk in it and fulfill it. So that is me.
0: That's beautiful. That's awesome. So tell us about your book.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so my book purpose in the process, always promoting. You can go to deliciae.com and order it. Yeah. So this book is per- about my personal journey. It's probably the shortest book I ever wrote, but it is the most impactful because it's all about, it's about my life. And it took me three years of healing with my dad and our relationship, which is a whole nother book that we've written, but, and just so many other things that have happened in my life from, from being almost kidnapped in Venezuela to being sexually assaulted as a child, like so much has happened and I think so many women can relate to the story and sometimes you feel like am I in my purpose am I ever going to get there am I getting to where I'm destined to be and just finding out where you are what your purpose to do in that moment and in that time and so that's like a summary of the book without giving it so much away but yeah it's like my number one seller my new book Letters from the Heart with my dad is coming in real close because so many people are, are getting that but just healing from within and starting with yourself affects everything about your life and I think that's where it comes in with your podcast it's a journey everyone it's a journey it's not a sprint <laughs> this is a journey a marathon a hike a triathlon all that <laughs> That's what
0: I, I agree wholeheartedly and I definitely have to order your new book, yeah. um, because I'm repairing in many ways my relationship with my parents, like with my dad, With especially because mm-hmm. he, he didn't raise me. Um, mm-hmm. Many may know that he is in, he was in the real estate industry for years, and oh, okay. he didn't teach me anything about real estate because he didn't wow. raise me, and for God to have positioned me mm-hmm. where I am and w- just the visions God give me on what I'm going to do in the future or what mm-hmm. I feel he wants me to do in the future is wow. Imagine where I would be if maybe if my dad did teach me anything. The amazing part is we give all glory to God. No, yeah. no one could say if it wasn't for me, Deontay. Exactly, it's all God, and that's why I have my Instagram page. God made literally. Right. This is all God. No one else. No one else. And Thank God you. for that. So yeah, my dad was a big investor in in Brooklyn, New York. And he had a mortgage company, he had a real estate brokerage, and he had a lot going on. And I didn't know until probably about when I got into real estate full-time as an investor. Mm -hmm. And I think one day I went to him for money. I needed some money for a deal. And I was like, do you know any lenders? And he was like, yeah, I used to do all of this stuff. I was like, no, I didn't know. But now I know. (laughs) I will be back. (laughs) Exactly. But not to derail from our conversation. Yeah. Um, for those listeners out there who may not know what purpose is, can you mm-hmm. explain your definition of purpose? My definition that sticks with me
1: is the reason that you were created for. What were you created for? And that usually that is your purpose. Is so many people go through life and go through so many things that they don't necessarily have to go through because they don't know. What they're doing or why they're here or what they're what they were created for and i think as you and i are we're believers in god so we believe that god created us and that he's one who has orchestrated what our purpose is and what we're destined to do here on earth one thing i don't i feel like i'm going ahead but i will just flow with this that uh, one thing one analogy and i can't remember who it is so i won't quote who it is but <laughs> They, that stuck with me for years is that you can only ask the manufacturer the proper way to use a tool. And so when you, when God is the manufacturer and the instruction manual is the Bible, that's the only place you can go to find out what you were created for and what you were here. What are you, what you're here for? I kind of got tongue tied. Like that's, when I found that out and learned that I was like, Ta-da, like mind blown, like, why am I looking everywhere else? Why am I trying to get the 10 steps to this, that, and the other? And that's why I think God gave me the book in regards to my life, because everyone's purpose, awakening and revealing moment is going to be different. But ultimately, if you align yourself with God, you can get more clarity on why you are here. And then what does that look like in an earthly vessel? Well okay. okay. Well, so that was kind said. of a long definition of purpose.
0: And I, I agree with you. I can't disagree with anything that you said. And what I will say is there's men and women out here. Mm-hmm. So, I, what I do realize with when I, a lot of my peers, they're older than me. Let's just put it out there. I'm 31 years old. You know, yeah, a lot and of, I'm older than you. So, I have an old soul. You look younger to me anyway. So. Don't worry. But, I have an old but, what I will say is, they don't know what their purpose is. Yes, I. Don't you know, know, I. I don't even want to say particular names, but people in my family, mm-hmm. they don't know what their purpose is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, you're like fifty years old.
1: Yeah.
0: What? What? What dreams that did you have as a kid or whatever? Mm-hmm what do you think your purpose is? And actually right. have these conversations and some, they just don't know. And I just find that to be scary to me, especially with me. I try to go to God about everything. So mm-hmm. I was literally crying out to God. I want to say last year, God, is this what you want me to do? Right. Right. Is this my purpose? Is this my calling? Mm-hmm. You know, I had someone prophesy to me when I first started my, when I truly started my walk with, with God, uh-huh. um, and they pretty much told me you're going to do stuff in real estate that no one else is doing, mm. you're going to, and you're going to make money. And I'm like, all right, everybody knows most people in real estate make money, but I'm like, right. what is it that God wants me to do that many people aren't doing? So somehow I just came across, and I, I think someone else also told me about it. It, it was a program helping homeless families ability, I was able to help walk in my purpose, help people, right. and of course make money in the process. But it didn't feel like a job. It didn't feel like something that I was reluctant or had resistance to mm-hmm. do. I had the resources. I had the apartments. I knew investors. I had apartments of my own that I was able right. to families. And awesome. I was still doing God's work in the process. So that was a blessing. And a lot of people to this day still don't like working with particular programs. In many different in ways. Sense. Right. <laughs> I'm a, I am pray that I am. I hope that I am to many people and as many people as God wants me to have an impact on. But how does one awaken their purpose in your opinion? Oh, in my opinion,
1: this is a lot. So oh. I'm going to just try to break it down. But
0: uh-huh. you, you
1: you, have to focus on what you're passionate about. Like you said, when in your story, you are, were already doing this thing, but... Then you start seeing how you can be of a help, and it became if you're making money, but at the same time you're helping people. So your passion was to help the people. The reward was, hey, I get paid as well. And I think that those type of things start awakening your purpose. What are you passionate about? Your passion passions help you reveal what your purpose is here for. I have a passion for basketball, or I had a passion for basketball, but I knew good I was about to make it to nobody's WNBA. <laughs> I couldn't, even, I couldn't even make it in, in college. I I ran track in college. I didn't play basketball. But, like, it starts as you're pursuing it, you start realizing, okay, maybe this isn't really my purpose. Mm-hmm. It, it's something more. I think another thing is surrounding yourself with people who are like minded about fulfilling their purpose. They may not have the same purpose as you, but they're just um, people who are really focused, who persevere, who are very, who are learning or developing characteristics of uh, successful people walking in their purpose. Purpose is never, should never be, in my mind, should never be associated with money and with a financial accomplishment because there's people who we know and we've seen who have fallen from very high wealthy places or positions and they just left the whole industry because they had they were like, this isn't my purpose. That void was still missing. And then lastly for me, it's not really last, but it's it's first, but just establishing that relationship with God. The more you read that instructions manual, the clearer you get about there's something more. And I think that a lot of things that we are are purposed to do relate to impacting someone else's life. And that's saying that, It doesn't have to impact someone's life, but mostly it usually does. That's why people, you've heard this so many times, especially in real estate uh, development and books, and we read the same type of books, but what's your why? Like, why are you doing this? Why do you want to become a real estate developer? Why do you want to be wealthy? Why do you want to be known? The why is usually never associated with money. And if it is, God bless you. You need to try again. <laughs> like, right. It's usually associated with people or a person or just your passion to make a difference in this world. I think that answers it. That To me, that's what has worked from testimonies of people I've helped and then myself what awakened the purpose in me.
0: Awesome. So woman of God, are you also a minister? Yes. Okay. I am. That's awesome. I didn't. I didn't know until I read the book.
1: Or actually, oh yeah, I don't lead with that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I really didn't know. And then I had Googled you, and then I saw that there was a. I um, I got to do my fact check over here. There was a video, some type of sermon that you were doing. How, in your opinion, mm-hmm. how does one turn pain into purpose? Oh yeah, so. I'm glad you asked this. So the other day, I, I
1: watched this sermonette. It's like 20 minutes of uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And he's talking about the midwives to purpose our pain and passion. And I almost threw my laptop and was like, why did Why did Bishop call me for us to both talk about this? But anyways, yeah, I think you're not really turning your pain. Your pain is, is becoming a part of your purpose. Right. So like the things that you learn from that, like you can't focus so much on what happened and why did it happen? Cause when you do that, you don't take away the lesson and you don't take away the benefit Now, some things don't look like a benefit at all mm-hmm. from whatever your personal pain stories are. But when I was being assaulted by this man or young boy, I was like, this, I'm not thinking nothing can come from that. That's good. It did make me more vigilant, more observant. I probably always was, but just more so and more protective of myself and my family and just develop a whole lot of other things from that situation. And then even fast forwarding to adulthood from four years ago when I was in Venezuela, like that whole experience is what is this going to do, God? Like, I came over here because you told me to. I'm 3,000 miles away from my California home and my life, if they find out I'm American, I could be taken. And the, the thing in international world, if you're 24 to 48 hours, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, that's what you got if, they, if you're American because they want money or they get rid of you. And so I feel like the, your pain develops these and helps cultivate these certain characteristics that you need for what you're destined for. Some of the tenacity that and perseverance and just, just empathy for others, too, come from things that we've been through and compassion. Like you have a different compassion for those who are homeless when you've been homeless. I can relate to that. And you'll think like, why? How can you? Because I wasn't, that's a long story. But anyways, it was like I've experienced those things. And I think that those, that's the way that you can turn to, to put it with your question, that's the way you can turn these painful experiences into a part of your purpose because they are.
0: I agree. And there was a point where I was, I could have been homeless as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: at 19 years old, luckily, not luckily, thankfully mm-hmm. God sent two people in my life like i had just met these people probably a couple months before and they were able to shelter me in the, at their home and one of the the, the people or individuals mm-hmm. actually got me into real estate so really, so, yeah. See? yeah, like you
1: never know and i think that another aspect of that the last point in regards to this is different things that have developed is to like getting rid of pride like my association with it was, I, I, when I look back at it, I'm like I was very prideful about not telling my business or appear needing to appear a certain way that no one put these measurements on my on me. I did it to myself, but as I needed to humble myself and submit to what God is saying, even though it, I don't want to do it, but He's saying this for a reason because. Certain pain is not right. Like certain pain is stuff that we cause on ourselves. <laughs> like It's right, not right. a part of the journey. We cause that on ourselves and God can use it. But some of it is like, that's stuff that we did that we know we shouldn't have been doing.
0: But That's a whole nother testimony. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but what I will say is yes a lot of the things that we experience and i i do it i'm not gonna say i do it all the time but mm-hmm. i have blamed the enemy the devil
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm. oh
1: yeah we I, give them way too much credit
0: <laughs> wait, wait, please too much credit but then when i when once i became more mature mm-hmm. and just more observant of who I was as a person. I said, well, you know what, when you did that two years ago, that's why that person treats you the way that they do. They right. just don't like you now <laughs> because at first you weren't the nicest person to so mm-hmm. them. So I had to apologize to the person right? and I was doing a fast mm-hmm. and the first day of it was like a twenty one day fast it's the first time I ever tried to fast that long in my whole life. I didn't right. make well, twenty one days, but I made fourteen days. Because after wow, what you? Good you know, I got I started to get headaches. Your body yeah, yeah. do a lot when you're fasting. So especially I'm when
1: it's your first days. time
0: you feel like you need to go to the hospital. Like, yeah. So I made I it definitely dying. <laughs> right. After that I started getting migraines, I thought I was gonna pass out. It didn't work. But God give me mercy. But Amen the first day of the fast, the first thing we had to do was apologize to anyone who we even had a problem with. Maybe Mm -hmm. you felt like you didn't do nothing, but you still had to apologize. Just make amends with that person and forgive them and ask them to Mm -hmm. forgive you. So. That was just like a whole smack in the face. Like, Deontay, get it together. Stop being prideful. Stop right. pointing the blame on this person. But take accountability of what you did over the years to get mm-hmm. them to this point. But they still were a whole, in my opinion, that person was a whole assignment sent in my life. But I made it through. and that's a part made of my, it. I made it through. That's a part of my journey. We're not going to talk about that today all the details, but in your book, that is going to be in my book. Eyes,
1: that's gonna be in our book.
0: <laughs> and in, in your book, you mentioned, what is it called? A spiritual biography, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> yes. yeah,
0: so, yeah, I'm working on mine. Okay, yeah. It'll be separate from a real estate book that yes. I intend to put out. That really helps you separate. And then
1: especially from a writing standpoint, it helps you get a lot of things out. And then start being able to pull what is needed for maybe multiple books.
0: And while we're talking about writing books, walk us through some of the steps on how to write and publish a book, if you don't mind. Yes, I will give
1: you the, the free two-minute version. I did a oh, webinar minutes, like a month right. ago or oh. two months ago about becoming an author and getting published. And I had my one of my mentors who has her own publishing company and been publishing for over 30-some years, and she's sold thousands of copies of books. I had her, from her professional standpoint, give uh, feedback and people could hire, stuff like that. But anyways, for how to write a book, so, so much. The first thing is to write. Write down your ideas, your thoughts, some things that we think are a book or not a book. They're just stories that we probably need to get out of our own mind so that we can Get something else. Another thing is narrow it down. Like we were talking about that spiritual biography and your journey from the very first memory that you can remember all the way to now helps you get rid of and see things and identify maybe other stories that you can pull from and books that can come. The worst thing to do is to try to write a book about something that you enjoy that you don't know a lot about. Like me, I like watching tennis and I've played tennis a few times, but I'm not, when they dare write a book. Like that doesn't make any sense. Here's a racket. Like people be like, I didn't get anything from here. And you don't want to mix ideas. Like you don't want to, if it's about tennis, you don't want to add in. Also, I like cooking chicken. So I want to add in things about books. That's the very first thing. Cause so many people, when they come and they ask, can we do coaching or something about writing a book, they have, five ideas. And we're just like, what are you doing? We need to narrow this down. And that takes up one whole session. And then you need to, one of the things that my mentor says is that you need to ask yourself, is the book needed in the market? These are tough questions that some people don't want to ask. And you have to ask that because just because it's a good idea or something that you're passionate about, it may not be something that other people are going to read. We did a lot of research, especially in the last book, that uh, the book we just wrote about my father and I relationship, just on is there anyone coming from a Christian perspective? My dad's a pastor, so it was like a whole nother thing outside of just being your dad and then not having a good relationship and how that looks and, and then doing research. So it's a lot that went in, in, into it besides writing it. And so you have to be willing to do that. Another thing I'll say is just weighing the pros and cons of a book and of yourself. If you're a person that you're not you can't you can't form a calendar. Like you may not want to write. you may want to do audio. You may want to say your book out loud or have someone else transcribe it. And just don't try to write everything at once. Like I advise people to do seven minutes a day, like start with that. Because that's a goal that you can accomplish and it's and you don't get writer's block and you don't get, oh my God, I didn't write an hour. I didn't finish a chapter. If you just write seven minutes a day, it could go past seven minutes, but it just seven minutes you've done your part. And then lastly, I would say do thorough research on self-publishing and hiring a publisher because they're very different. Book deals are not coming like they used to. People are not looking to pay you to write a book unless you're very famous and you're known for this in this market. That's why you can have people who may be basketball players. They come out with a book and then it's like New York Times bestseller. No duh, they have 4 million followers and 10% of those people are faithfully gonna buy it. So therefore they made it, sold a million copies. It's easy, but there's a lot that goes into it Oh, one other thing that's important is marketing. So even when you're writing the book and researching the book, you need to be developing a marketing plan simultaneously because that is what sells your book. Okay, I hope that.
0: I hope that's enough. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. We're talking about books. We're talking about spiritual biographies, but what are what is one of your favorite stories out of the Bible?
1: This was tricky. That's tricky. Is that like a the trick question? I like so many. Or My not favorite, favorite.
0: Who do you relate to most in the Bible?
1: Okay, that's better. So I would say Esther. And this is why. And it's not because this is like the top girl person that everybody referenced. <laughs> I feel like every woman's conference is conferences. Esther did this, da, da da But for me, it's because Esther was with her people. Her, her Jewish people. And she was just basically living her life and was fine where she was and then had, was taken to be a part of this this uh, pageant or whatever selection process. It never was it like, I don't think she ever thought she would actually be chosen. So it was just kind of, like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then it's, oh, wow. Okay, now I have to actually be the queen. But then she was still just indirectly like, prepared because Mordecai was there like helping her along the way and like teaching her but she was mainly prepared because of her relationship with God like that she calling a three-day fast to everybody like you just became queen and now you calling shots like she was doing the thing like she she knew who she was and so, when she was elevated to a position that I that reflected who she already was, it just blossomed, I think. And I think that's just amazing, because to me, it hits three main things that are so important to me is purpose, your destiny, and legacy. And I think that story covers it all. Like she was purposed for this, she was destined for it, and then she left a legacy that we are still talking about to today.
0: That's beautiful. And I have to go back and read that. Oh, now, okay. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's in between their purpose or, or figuring out what their purpose is? And I don't know if you answered that earlier, but what if they have that feeling of feeling stuck or they're back up is they're drowning? Like they just, I need help. Jesus help me. Right. Um. I feel like everyone's going to feel stuck.
1: The thing is, it's a feeling and not to stay stuck and to have faith. Cause this is only, it's only temporary. I don't know how to stress that enough. So many older people just keep on keeping on. Those are sayings they used to say and run and try to make a hundred cause 99 and a half won't do. Those type of things are true. Like you just gotta keep moving. A feeling comes over you, right? Only for a moment. It's only temporary. Joy comes in the morning. It may not be tomorrow morning. It may be Friday morning. Tomorrow, it may be like Monday morning or whatever. And then another like practical thing to do is take breaks. A lot of what we put on ourselves is stuff we put on ourselves. It's not adversity as much as, or not adversity or even being stuck as much as it is an idea of being stuck. So we need to take breaks, pull away. I'm doing a lot of stuff right now That are the same, like developing a curriculum, studying for school. So it's like, I'm using that same side of my brain. So then I'll take a break and just dance, just dance crazy in my room any way I want to. I like dancing. So that was just a way to free myself or stop and do a puzzle. I like doing thousand piece puzzles and like just do pieces, stop. Like doing something that's utilizing the other part of my brain is not the same thing. And then I give myself little tiny goals. When you give yourself tiny little goals, when you accomplish them, you act like you accomplished the world. Okay, <laughs> so it's, reward yourself. Like I will, I'll say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus and complete one unit of work, like for my work that I'm doing. So I'm going to school for real estate. So I'm complete that unit. If I did. Uh, Yes, I am. I'm trying to be smart like you. So, anyway, so we go and get this. So, I complete a unit and then I go and be like, okay, now, Delisha, you can get a snack or something. I'm pretty healthy, but like, just whatever, anything that's going to be rewarding, like a reward to myself. That's just like a practical way to get that I've found that's helped me. And then I'm always going to reference things in the Bible, but just be strong and courageous is all I can tell people. Um, Joshua one and nine, and do not do not be dismayed, okay? Because God's got it.
0: Amen. I would also say prayer. You have like you yes. said, or you may have said, having that relationship with God, knowing that all things come together. Yes. For the good. I don't know the whole scripture. Um, a- I'm a newborn baby in Christ. <laughs> so, what is that? Romans eight and 28? 8, twenty-eight. Eight yeah. and twenty-eight. Yeah. You could tell me, tell us what that verse is, if you can remember. But bottom line is, You'll go with your summary. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> be in know God that everything that happens, God is going to turn it around for the good. Period. Mm-hmm. And and I believe also in Genesis. Uh, I meant to comment on that earlier. Mm-hmm. Genesis is probably to me one of the best books. It's the first book. And it is one of the best. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. in there. And one of the last couple of, I think it's Genesis 50. I, and while you looked that up, I think that
1: um what you're saying is very important. You have to pray. Even and then I think that prayer doesn't have to look like this whole event. Like I work with a lot of young people, like teenagers. And college age students and people who are new believers. So it's not about I gotta get to this prayer closet or I can't pray. Like wherever you are, if we prayed not too long ago in the middle of this interview, like wherever you are, just just pray. It's just prayer is simply communication with God. And so when you give your those things over to God and allow him to have his way, he said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when anything feels heavy, it's like, yo, God, I need your help because maybe not call him yo, God, but anyways, like I need your help because this is way too heavy for me right now. And so that means that I'm carrying something that I'm not qualified or even supposed to carry. And when you do, that's a prayer. Like that's a prayer and God will take care of that and that weight will be lifted. But you have to open your mouth to pray because that's what communication is not sitting there thinking something and thinking it's going to happen. Like you have to, I, I agree. Anyways, your scripture daughter.
0: <laughs> and what I will say is, so the scripture I was looking for was Genesis 50 verse 20.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is the NLT version. And it says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for my good. Amen. Or all for good. Sorry. That verse right there.
1: Right. We're
0: done. That's the whole interview right there, guys. <laughs> that verse right. One shout on that. Like it spoke to me. Oh my goodness! Like I literally threw because I was reading the Bible from my front phone at the time, and I literally <laughs> almost threw the phone. I was like, because I I challenged myself for this year get through the whole Bible. Mm -hmm. every word you need to read um, and then read it again and keep on reading it (laughs) but when i read that i was like i didn't know this was in genesis it was just like so profound the whole chapter the whole book of genesis is amazing i encourage everybody to go read it and we also know that the bible says you have not because you ask not right and i'm not sure where that is in the bible but i know this it's there and we literally okay i want your listeners to read the bible so we're not giving any
1: more references <laughs> they need to find it out no because right. seriously like so many people do that and then mm-hmm. we everyone's quoting the same scriptures because no one's reading the bible like genesis 50 and verse 20 ask somebody if they know what that is. today they do because you read it but right. i'm saying like before then they didn't know that that was they knew that it was probably in there but they didn't know where so That studying and learning the word of God for yourself is so important. But
0: anyways,
1: that was was a teacher moment. See, that was a teacher in me trying.
0: (laughs) Hey, can I be your student, your Bible student? You know what it is with me? I need an accountability partner. Oh, really? I do. I didn't know that. We We need to talk about that online. Yeah. Not when it comes to like real estate, when it comes to business, of course, very organized because I don't have a choice to be. But Mm -hmm. I need to be, (laughs) so it's so funny. I have a mentor Mm -hmm. for spiritual matters. Like my mentor is a a first lady of a church. I have a couple of them. Mm -hmm. I don't really necessarily, I I would say, actually, I do have a real estate mentor now because I I was scaling my business and this guy does like a hundred thousand dollars a month. So I was just trying to figure out the techniques he used to scale his business so I could do more volume. And I also technically have a a realtor coach. But the most important coach to me is my spiritual coach, Mm -hmm. making sure that my mind and my soul and my spirit is correct, else I can't function. There's been many times where in in the last five years or during this journey, Mm It was a lot of darkness, so I had to see the light. I had to resurface. I had to um, pray without seizing. Without God, I probably wouldn't be here. It was a lot that was taunting me and I was under attack in many different ways. Spiritually, I had to come face to face with God. I had to know who he was. He knew who I was. He was protecting me. Um, Mm -hmm. Even before all this craziness was happening, many different times he's protecting me from things. But more now than ever, yeah, that relationship with God was key. Because mm-hmm. there's people out here that really lose their mind. Yes. And I'd be like, well, how did they, they... I've seen it personally. Um, when I used to be a paralegal, it was like a lady mm-hmm. in office attire, mm-hmm. straight talking to herself. Yeah. With a whole wedding band, all mm-hmm. of that. And then I saw her a couple of weeks later, she just looked like she'd been sleeping in Penn Station. And I'm just like, may God have mercy on her.
1: Right.
0: I May mean, she regain her psyche like Mm -hmm. you could just tell like she just lost it and that happens to a lot of people the most successful people yeah the most people that are in poverty it doesn't matter it it can happen to you so you people i i think they really need to be seeking god first and everything that they do building that relationship with god being obedient to his word, the first vision, the first idea he gave you that came from, the first idea when it comes to even starting a business, writing a book, right. whatever, that's God talking to you, telling you what you need to do. And that first thing that he told you, do it. Do it. Right.
1: And you constantly, I think that a, a thing to help with that is that, what is it, Romans 12, one and two, is you're constantly transforming. You have to renew your mind from the things that you may have had thoughts that you thought of yourself and thoughts that other people have placed over you, words they've spoken over you, things that you've spoken about yourself in a negative manner or just overdoing it. And that goes with that balance and everything, but everything originates from God. And as you said before, everything's in the Bible, like that's the instructions manual, right? So Yes, everything yes. we need is right there. It's it's scriptures for everything for your adversity. There's scriptures for your faith, for your courage. Like all of that is in there. And so the closer you get with God with prayer as well as reading his word, all of that, it takes care, it helps take care of that. Now I don't I do based on our last book, I do advise people to go seek Christian counselors when things are extreme. Because not everyone is qualified to be helping you. There's some practical things that needs to take place. And that's what my dad and I did to help us talk to each other. Okay, now we're cool with each other, but what does that look like? What does it look like to be your adult daughter? Because I'm not 10 anymore. And you're like, there's a lot of things that have transpired since we had a relationship. So I think counseling is not the devil and it, it can help you deal with things because some people do have different mental problems that are more than just like a phase or something there is something more serious there
0: definitely and what i will say is get counseling some people need medication yeah some people do need prayer and they need mm-hmm. to be teasing and praying and certain things are the devil it is right so, but Sometimes people just need medication also. Right, right, right. And I think a good balance of everything and seeing, like you said, getting the proper therapy mm-hmm. and counseling is critical. So yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I, we were going to go there, but another... very Vangelis, I was following your lead. <laughs> another gem that I read from your book was, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you talked about pr- being prepared. Mm-hmm. And how opportunities are not going to be available forever or for long. So you need to Mm -hmm. execute. I think you were talking about that
1: in your post. I'm trying to remember exactly what you're referencing, but I think you're talking about being prepared and seizing the opportunity. When you, God, I think gives you hints, right? And like the Holy Spirit gives you hints. Okay, study for this, do this, plan for this. And you're like, but no one's. No one's calling me about anything. So, but you just keep feeling this necessity to do something and then the opportunity presents itself, but you're not ready. That's like the worst feeling ever. I I don't know if anybody's felt that, any of you viewers or listeners, Deontay has, and I have, like, it is so annoying because you just are like, oh, dang it, I should have stayed up and did X, Y, Z so that I could be prepared for this. Or just, hey, if I have the opportunity to present this to the school board, but you won't work on the curriculum that he's telling you to develop. And then next thing you randomly meet someone who's like the chairman of the school board and they want you to come and talk about your ideas and all the are ideas because you've done nothing. <laughs> That's why I'm saying during this, this, what is it, shelter in place time, there's a lot to be, like, I'm slaying goals and I'm so happy because of time, but... There's a lot to do, and there's a lot to be done, and to just be ready because that number one, he's coming soon, and I want to. I think Miles Monroe says said this so often, and I was privileged enough to be like mentored by him in my college years. But he said he the goal is to die empty, Mm. and. I think about that often, but if I'm still filled with stuff, that's something I'm not pouring out. Like I have to get rid of all of this stuff. And there's so much to always be working on. Just stay focused on what God is telling you to, and then just be prepared. Like I'm prepared for my million dollars. I don't know if somebody's going to write me a check or how it's coming, but I'm getting myself together. Like you don't become a millionaire. You think like one and then it become right like it's not you probably are already a millionaire but I'm just saying like other people who are not like there's a process to it there's a process to it like you when you only made you only could save a hundred dollars so you thought that was like hard as ever but then you may be saving thousands of dollars now. There's a process you can't just jump from here to there. That's why it's so important to just be prepared where you are and then the opportunity comes you take off and be like Beyonce taking over
0: New Jersey God willing Deontay is not a millionaire yet, but I do feel yeah. like I'm very, I'm very close and God is going to do it with his speed and with his acceleration. And he's going to be able to take all the credit and the glory. So exactly, I, I'm patiently waiting. I, I, the-
1: I'm like-minded people. So you're going to be kind of.
0: Thank you. But what I will say is to all of the listeners, who are small businesses or mm-hmm. whatever, aspiring to be whatever, COVID showed me, and even before COVID, I want to say the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and I was told this last year, mm-hmm. oh, go get your small business certification through SBA and mm-hmm. et cetera. I was told like mm-hmm. last summer to go mm-hmm. do that or not even told to go do it. They said, you should get it. Like you should work mm-hmm. on getting it. Could you not? No, this was December. I was just, I wasn't even supposed to be at this location. But something told me to just go. Mm-hmm. I wasn't dressed for it. It was like a Christmas party, like this politician galler mm-hmm. in New Jersey. And this man walked up to me, this white man. He's like, I know you. Or he was just talking to me like he knew me. And he called yeah. me somebody else's name. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not her. That's not my name. Mm-hmm. He was like, you look like her. You're tall like her what do you do? What industry are you in? And I said, I'm in real estate. And he said, oh, she's in real estate too. And, and he says she has a nonprofit. And I was like, yeah, I have a nonprofit too. So I was like, what industry are you in? So he worked for like environmental protection or whatever. And mm-hmm. he was like, are you, do you have a, sm- uh, what do you call it? A small business certification as a women, it's a woman or it's a SBA woman or minority certification. Mm-hmm. I said no I'm in the process of getting it done like I had just met with the people that process the application wow. but they have all of these um, requirements so I understand yeah. why some people don't get it done but yeah. to make a long story short I missed out on making about 2 million dollars because I wasn't prepared
1: okay. my god and you had already been told
0: to- I was told back in May Made to get it. Like, this is what this is. You should try to get it. So we're in December now, right? I wasn't done. So he, he, I didn't even have to do nothing. He just needed me to have that certification. And I would have been a part of this huge plumbing project for the city of Newark. Because unfortunately, we have lead in our pipes. And they were changing it. And he just needed a contractor, a female contractor, with that certification Mm -hmm. to go on the project with him. Now, let's, let's know, go to COVID. On the paper. That's God. it. That's it. Now, let's move over to COVID and these loans that, these SBA loans that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Black people, businesses are not qualified to get because they're not prepared. It's the same thing. You need to be prepared with your taxes, your paperwork. Yep. Uh, some of these, I think PayPal was giving away $10,000, but you had to have that same small business certification to qualify. Yeah. Now, I feel like PayPal, you didn't need to require that.
1: I oh, was yeah. PayPal was doing too much. But. Yeah, I'm
0: like, but had I been prepared, I could have got the extra I money. It was, like, it was a grant. grant. Even when it comes to getting uh, PPP loans or EIDL loans or whatever, all these loans they have out. Yeah. Unfortunately, our people are not prepared. They don't have tax returns done. They don't have stated income. They don't have this. They don't have that. And Unfortunately, these businesses are going to be out of business. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got to this com- this part of the conversation, but being prepared. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So when the opportunity arises, here you go. Here's my paperwork. I'm ready to go.
1: You don't have to get ready. Stay ready. Exactly. Um,
0: even when it comes to doing a bio about mm-hmm. yourself and having a resume ready, even as a small business or real estate developer, real estate mm-hmm. agent, people ask for those things.
1: Yeah. You, know? uh, you have to, like, I I was actually this week working on different bios, like, for different things that I do, like, to specify for if people want this to read it for a bio for my, I have a designer redoing my website right now, so, like, just updating stuff just to be ready. And then, even in the process of, like, with a uh, logo and I just, talked to my lawyer yesterday so everything is getting organized like with trademarks and copyright and those are things that people overlook but then you have those cases like Beyonce them just had with Blue Ivy and a lady had something that was called Blue Ivy for longer but because they trademarked like all this stuff they won the case but it's we don't want to do the little stuff we want to just be great <laughs> like you have to be prepared I think one of the most upsetting times was when I was first published in a Gospel Today magazine. This was, I had an idea. I sent it to the editor, because my brother was friend knew her through something, dah, 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 She's my mentor now. But anyways, I sent it to her and I didn't think I was getting her advice because I was trying to submit it to like Essence and all these other magazines. And then she's, oh, you can, I think it's great and you can put it in my magazine. Do you have a headshot and a bio? And I was like, oh, what, what? <laughs> I had no pictures. Like, I had to use a picture from like a family cruise. Like, it was all cut out. Like, she made it work because she put a picture in there. Because I was thinking that it'll be in the back of the magazine, this little tiny article. And this no, I wanted, to, I was on one of the main pages. I'm just like, oh my God. And ever since then, I've tried to always try to think ahead of what's needed of me or what's going to be required of me if this opportunity comes versus being. I don't know
0: I just had an idea right <laughs> so it's like we have to be prepared for where we're going yeah, a millionaire right not who you are today but where you going where you intend to get go where God showed you're going and like you said if you stay ready you don't have to get ready
1: I, I think yeah. yeah you have to qualify one time someone told me this was my first job at 17 and it was like do you qualify for a promotion? Are you coming in there looking like a sales associate or are you coming in there looking like a manager? And so I'm like, okay, do we look like we're
0: ready? (laughs) Exactly. And I think this was solid. This was great. This was great. I had so much fun. Likewise, any last remarks for the listeners? Like any message you would like to share?
1: Girl, I feel like we done gave about 19 sermons. I would just like to encourage everyone that you do have a purpose and that you are going to fulfill your purpose and that myself and Deontay are here to help you through that process. You can go to my website at DeliciaE.com for more information. As I said, that's getting updated so it's probably best to follow me on social media at DeliciaE. I am DeliciaE on Instagram but everywhere else, DeliciaE. And you got this. Be strong and courageous in the Lord.
0: Awesome. And last thing I want to ask, when is your next author or publishing training that you offered in the past? Are you having another one soon?
1: Yes, I'm planning on that. It's probably going to be maybe October. We're trying to do, invite more people because for me, that's a part of who I am, but it's not like my whole purpose so I have been asked so much about it that I want to provide something for people and we had a good turnout um, previously and so it'll be coming most likely in October you have to stay tuned on my website and you'll see
0: promotions for that. Awesome all right everyone again thank you Delisha E. Thank you. Me. We have to do it again. Yay! And of course, if you have any questions about real estate, I'm glad to see you're doing a real estate course. Are you doing one today? I did my license, girl. I told you that. So Delisha's probably going to join my real estate team, hopefully.
1: I am. We'll have to talk about that on, offline. I know, offline. But no,
0: that's, that's amazing. You could do it. You're going to be successful at it. And God bless you. Thank
1: you. God bless you
0: all right talk to you soon bye all right
1: bye